Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. How you handle criticism and judgment in a leadership situation will largely determine your outcome. Hi, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context, helping you put leadership in the context of the scriptures. We're doing a series on principles of leadership, and I want to talk to you about a very important one today. Of course, they're all important. I think this is one we don't touch on enough, and that is the criticism or judgment in leadership. Not of leadership, but in leadership. The criticism and judgment you will get in leadership and how you handle it will largely determine what your outcome is going to be. Uh, I'm convinced, whether it's stated or unstated, that there are many people out there who have some desire to do something for God, but quite frankly, they don't want to put themselves in the lie on the fire for the criticism and the judgment they've seen other people suffer. And I'm not saying that's wrong with them. And what I am suggesting is I think there's some things we can do about that. Let me read this scripture out of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, because I think it's very misunderstood. It says in verse 14, But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or judged. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ? Now this is not saying that if you are a good person and you are spiritual, no one will ever misjudge you. Nor is it saying that if you fancy yourself as being uh, spiritual, no one has the right to judge you. The key to understanding this is reading the next verse, which is the third chapter, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual men, but as to men of the flesh, as to infants in Christ. When he's talking here about a spiritual person, he's not just talking about somebody who loves God and is led by the Spirit. He's talking about somebody who sees that appraisal in a spiritual context. For my money, I believe what it is saying is that if you receive a criticism, you receive it spiritually, and if it's inaccurate or unfair, you don't allow it to move you. I've seen many good people moved and discouraged by unfair criticisms and unfair judgments. I was on an airplane one time, and I was uh, next to a gentleman, and I started to engage him in a conversation about the gospel, and uh, finally he made this statement to me. He said, you know, you seem like a reasonably, uh, you know, astute fellow, kind of a backhanded compliment. He said, why would you want to be a pastor for a living And then he confessed that his wife was a believer and went to church, and he, from a distant seat, could see how bad the church criticized the pastor. What a sad, sad commentary that is, right? That here's this unregenerate man. He was a very prosperous businessman. His wife was a committed member of the church. Maybe she was doing something wrong in bringing home dirt to him or, you know, 
telling something out of school maybe she shouldn't have been dumping him. I don't know. I don't want to get into that with him. Uh, but I will say this. How we handle judgment or criticism is going to be part of the culture we create, not just for ourselves, but for the corporate entity, our business, our family, our team, whatever it may be. You know, Habakkuk 2, where it talks about writing the vision and running, it says, I'll stand on my rampart. I will see what he will speak to me and how I will respond when I am reproved of him. 2 Corinthians 3.16 said, The word of God is inspired for correction, for doctrine, for instruction, for correction. So we have to to be people that are correctable, that are teachable. That needs to be part of the culture that is in our heart. If you're leading a small group, if you're leading a business, if you're leading a flag football team, if, you know, if, if, if you're leading a Sunday school department, whatever you're leading, uh, there has to be some spirituality in you that allows you to process this and uh, handle it. Uh, you know, there's an old saying about quarterbacks. They get too much of the credit when they win and they get too much of the criticism when they lose. Well, you know, that's spiritual leadership. You and I both know, at least I know, I'll speak for myself, I've gotten far too much credit when things have gone right, and there's been cases where I've gotten far too much criticism when things have gone wrong, and that's just the way it's all going to be. But let me speak to the corporate issue first, because this is something I think we can put a handle on. How do you create an atmosphere where there can be truth and honesty without a judgmental or critical spirit? And one of the things that I thought I did good as a leader was I did not allow my my team to be dissected or criticized to people that did not have the equity or the liberty to do that. And that started with my wife. I think one of the reasons Penny has been happy in ministry is that I told people in a very kind way, I said, if you've got a problem with anything here, Penny is not a garbage bag. She's not a dumping pail. You can talk to her about ideas you have. You can talk to her about personal problems. You can talk to her about concerns you have about people that need ministry. But you cannot talk to her or criticize her about the programs and the plans and the vision and the operation of the church, nor of its leader, which happens to be her husband. Okay? Uh, And I extended that to my other team. There was a protection. When I saw that happening, I would pull somebody aside and tell them, look, that was inappropriate how you handled that. Okay? Now, here's the other side of that. Whenever there's a void, you have to ask yourself, where does the lid need put on this? So if there is a spirit of criticism, if there is a spirit of judgment, and I realize you're always going to have people that are like that. You know, a, a, a lot of leadership statistics say that 10% of your employees, 10% of your church members, whatever, will always be critical. Oh, isn't that a great encouraging thing? Well, what that means is, let's say they're right. That means you got a shot at, not, at the other 90%. So, you know, grin and bear it. Uh, but what that means is, I believe that there's got to be some metric of evaluation that fills the void. If there is something that is presented, if people begin to catch on that, wait a minute, the people that are running the departments in our church, the people that are leading people, even the pastor himself, there is some evaluation. There is a metric. They are measuring things, and they don't need my two cents. 
And then even if that person did have a, the two cents, they, they would know how to plug in to that evaluation. They would know how to offer that criticism, okay? So a lot of times when I would catch people like that, I would give them a chance to redeem themselves and I would say, listen, if you want to talk about that, then you come see me. Or there's somebody else that is really over that person. That's who you see. You just don't offer your criticisms, okay? Uh, So number one, building an environment of evaluation, uh, I think, fills the void. I really believe that a lot... I think 50 to 90% of it, depending on how you could you could eliminate those criticisms and those shots over the bow, uh, those unwarranted just who's that person think they are cracking off like that. And guys, this is true in business too. Uh, yeah, and these people don't have to have a title. They don't have to have authority. You know, if you had a few employees and you sat down with them every once in a while and said, well, how do you think this is running? How do you think? And you make it about you. Like, is, is there a better way we could, uh, you know, do the shifts? Or is there, is there a better way we could deposit your paycheck? Is there is there a better way we could handle employee benefits? Is there a better way, you know, we could take care of your uniforms? I mean, just by communicating that there's some evaluation you're looking for in a healthy sense, again, I believe you're going to cut off a lot of the negative stuff right out of the chute. But what I really want to go with you today and uh, I don't have a lot of time to get there, so I guess I'm going to have to pick this up on my next podcast. I'm looking at the clock here. Is really on the personal side of it. How do you handle the personal criticism? So on the next podcast, I'm going to do this in two parts, and I'm going to talk about uh, handling personal criticism and personal judgment. But for now, what you could do is you could say, is there a void in my leadership? Is there a place where people can offer an honest evaluation? Uh, Do people know who I'm accountable to? And do I act with joy like I'm accountable to them? Do I communicate that accountability? And do I do that by doing little things? Hey, I was in the meeting last week with the elders. And uh, they told me that, you know, that we're not starting the meeting on time. And so I just want to say to you, I really received their counsel, and that's something we really got to do. So you're communicating a process. You're communicating an evaluation. You're communicating a vision. So who are you accountable to? A lot of times people have no idea who that is. But just knowing you're accountable and knowing, hey, I meet with this person you know, every two weeks or every month to go through some evaluation, uh, you don't have to give them the dirty details. But just knowing that there's a process involved I believe will cut a lot of stuff off right at the root. So that's a process you could look at right now if you feel like you're in an environment, a business, family, home, civic, church, whatever it is, where there's just too much of a free flow of judgment and criticism. Do you have some evaluation system? What can you do to start creating a vision culture where people understand that and they understand that they do have a valid concern that there's a place and a time to do that. That's called redemption, okay? So next podcast, I'm going to talk about personal criticism. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Be the most responsible person in the room. Today, Keith began a discussion on criticism and leadership. Let's be people who are correctable and teachable. 
Let's be leaders who have a culture of evaluation that creates an atmosphere where truth and honesty can be shared without a judgmental and critical spirit. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.